Hey everybody, I'm Wyatt, and this is Cinema Trip Reviews, The Hitcher. So today we're going to be talking about a little movie from 1986 called The Hitcher. This is directed by Robert Harmon and starring the legendary Rudger Hauer, you know, Blade Runner, uh, Hobo with a Shotgun. You know, there's he's been in a ton of movies. He was in like a couple of the Bat and the newer Christopher Nolan Batman movies. Uh, but Rucker Hauer, man, he's a legendary actor. Um, but this movie itself is starring Rucker Hauer, C. Thomas Howell, and Jennifer Jason Lee in one of her first roles. A lot of you may know this movie because of the remake that came out, in, I believe, in 2007. Uh, I believe Sean Bean was the, the actual killer in that movie. Uh, it's very similar to this movie in some ways but they kind of went a more horror route with it um going with the real grittier reboots that that were happening in those you know early and mid 2000s now this movie i've never seen this movie before and I'll t i'm gonna tell you i had a great time watching this movie this movie was so entertaining the whole way throughout rucker hauer is such a madman in this movie basic plot see thomas howell plays Jim Halsey, who works for this company in Chicago, and he has to pretty much transport this car. He has to deliver it from Chicago all the way to San Diego, I'm pretty sure. You know, he's driving across the desert, and, you know, that's where the movie starts. You know, he has to, he picks up with him driving at night through the, through this desert. And, you know, the first scene of this movie is probably one of the best scenes in the movie, to be honest. Um, and the tension in it is phenomenal. You know, him picking up Rucker Hauer, you know, Rucker Hauer, you know, automatically. I mean, it's a movie called The Hitcher, um, but automatically, you know, something's off with this guy. And then, you know, a little bit down the road, they pass just an abandoned car, you know, with the doors open. And, you know, the kid thinks he sees something, something off about it, you know, and, and Rucker Hauer is such a madman. He even tells him, say one guy, say what? At that point, you're like, what are you going to, what do you have to do? What are you going to do? Uh, I don't know what I would do in that position. Uh, and that really ups the ante. I mean, uh, I've, you don't really see too tension like this very often. And I mean, they do it so damn well. Um, you know, just the claustrophobia of just in this car, just these two guys. And you know, this guy, he has a knife to you and he's going to kill you. What are you going to do? You know, luckily, you know, whenever he stopped, he didn't close the door the whole way. He was able to kick him out. Uh, and that really jump starts the movie from there at that point. Because um, the movie is just this kid going from place to place and, the you know, Rucker Howard just setting him up, you know, either to get caught by the cops or, you know, just messing with him in general. He's just fucking with him the whole movie. Um, and I mean, even after that, initially, you know, he thinks he's free. He's going to you know, he keeps driving down the road. He thinks he's good after that. And then he runs across like of 80 station wagons. Like you see in like vacation, he sees, you know, he's making faces and playing with the kids that are in the back seat. And all of a sudden, you know, Rucker Howard just pops up with teddy bear. Yeah, man. And you know, it's not going to be good for that family. Um, but throughout this whole movie, Rucker Howard is just a madman. And even when he's not saying stuff, he's conveying emotions just, you know, with his facial expressions. He's that good. He's that great of an actor. And he's just following around in this big old truck the, the whole rest of the movie. You know, it, it does go to a decent, uh, a weird action place <clears throat> at one point in the movie that I don't remember from the remake. And that's just whenever <clears throat> the kid gets, 
you know, framed for the murder of the family. He goes to jail. He's trying to explain it's the, you know, this stranger that's just out there hitchhiking. Uh, he falls asleep in his cell when he wakes up and everybody in the police station's dead. Um, immediately, my thought was just go back, just stay in your cell. You know, they're going to come in. They're like, what? Did, you didn't do anything wrong. You're just chilling your said cell. In this case, no. He just sighs a piece, run away from the cops, you know. And it seems like every decision in this movie, and I know it's, an, I understand it's a movie, um, but this kid just makes the, a terrible decision, like, time after time again throughout this whole movie. Like, you're so dumb, what are you doing? Where it really slows down, for me, I mean, it, I was entertained throughout this whole movie, but it, the, the part that really just didn't do it for me was just this long extended chase uh, between, you know, see Thomas Howell's character, uh, he's riding with Jennifer Jason Lee in this cop car and they're just pretty much running away from the police. Not as comedic as the Blues Brothers, but kind of similar if, if you get my drift, you know, these just cops just driving after him down this just straight desert highway, uh, just demolishing these cop cars. They're shooting at him. His car is falling apart. Um, car chases don't really do it for me in movies, especially ones that there's, there are some stunts in it, but really it's just them shooting at each other for an extended period of time. The cars crash and then they send a helicopter after them. So it's just, it just keeps upping the ante every single time. And then that's whenever the, the stranger kind of disappears from the movie in that point a little bit, you know, whenever he's dealing with the cops. He's running away from the cops. He's having the shootout with the cops. And then that's when he starts coming into play when that, you know, he takes the helicopter down. It really kind of spirals out of there because now what are they going to do? They're, they're just on their own, the, you know, Jennifer Jason Lee and, and C. Thomas Howell. Uh, and that's what leads them to going to the motel, staying in the motel. He comes in, you know, pretty much kidnaps her. And that's where is the famous scene, you know, from this movie. And of course, the remake, a lot of people know if they've seen it is wherever they they tie the person up in between the, the two tractor trailers. And I really wish they would have showed a little bit more here because this movie, it, it really doesn't show you too much when it comes to the gore or, or killing or anything. There's really not no killing on screen at all other than maybe the last bit of the movie, which we'll get to. You see dead bodies and stuff, but you don't actually see the act of killing until later in the movie itself at towards the very end. I, I think they, they should have incorporated that a little bit, but I understand. I mean, it was 1986. It was a low budget. I understand why they didn't do it, but I think it would have fit a lot better here if they would have had, you know, just some blood splatter on the ground or something. Um, Cause pretty much they, they kind of catch them dead to rights. You know, they finally, whenever he, you know, see Thomas Howell discovers Jennifer Jason Lee is gone. He was in a shower. He goes out looking for her. the cops, find him. They, the cops already know now that, you know, this kid didn't do any of this. This was, it was all on this other guy. He has her tied between two tractor trailers and he has his foot on the gas, you know, with, with a clutch and he lets off that clutch. It's going to split her in half. Uh, and they send the kid in there to kind of try to talk him out of it. Try to, you know, it seems like there's a connection between them. He's, you know, he, this, the hitchhiker has been after him this whole movie. Um, so they send him up there to try to talk him out of it. Of course it doesn't work. And, you know, of course, Jennifer Jason Lee dies. You don't, you don't see it at all, but you know, you know, she does. Um, and then they arrest him. I, I kind of glossed over it, but I think the best scene in this movie to me is whenever C. Thomas Howell's character escapes from the police after the police station and he's on the run and he just runs into this little diner and he's sitting there like with his head in his hands and all of a sudden someone starts walking over and you know it's going to be him and they have this great great conversation just sitting in this diner in this booth at this diner um and he's asked why are you gonna why are you doing this 
and then he like licks these pennies and puts them in his eyes. Uh, a lot of people maybe have seen Boondock Saints uh, and a lot of, you know, some history behind doing that, you know, putting pennies on the eyes of the dead. But I feel like that whole scene with him sitting down and talking to the kid at the diner was fantastic. And yeah, after he gets arrested, uh, they bring him in. They don't know who he is. They can't find any identity on him. They can't find any you know, birth certificates. He has no jobs or anything like that. Uh, he tells him his name is John Ryder, but the kid wants to speak to him. And then he goes in and he shakes his hand and then he spits in his face. <laughs> uh, and then they get him out of there. But the, the sheriff's give him a drive, a drive home or wherever he wants to go. And they're moving uh, John Ryder, Rugger Howard's character. And, you know, they're transporting him in a, in a police van and this was you know one of the final dumb decisions that the kid made he pulls the sheriff's gun on him and a lot of people i, I didn't mention this before but the the sheriff is actually uh played by jeffrey demon or demon uh he was actually i know him from the walking dead you know he was in the first couple seasons of the walking dead there but he pulls the gun on the sheriff and he makes him turn around and he said you're never gonna he's gonna get away he's, you're never gonna catch him um so he takes he gets to make sheriff get out and he, you know, chases down that bus, make sure that he's dead. And by the time he gets to the bus, Rucker Howard already killed everybody. He's already free. Leads up to the penultimate scene there is the is one of the other best scenes in the movie, man. I, I would say, like, the first scene where he meets Rucker Howard, he picks him up. The diner scene where they're sitting in the booth. And then this final scene where Rucker Howard is just trying to get him to kill him. And, and Rucker Howard has this police shotgun. He's just shooting at this truck. You know, he hits Rucker Howard. He even gets his shotgun. And then he finally, you know, shoots him a couple times with a shotgun and take him out. Uh, and then the movie just kind of ends. <laughs> it doesn't really go anywhere from there. But man, this movie, I can't recommend this movie enough, to be honest. I had such a great time watching this. This is kind of such a diamond in the rough. I remember watching this, the, the remake, when it first came out, the only time I've seen it. And my dad, he's he's the one that told me about the original at that point, and he used to watch it. And I don't know why I just never made the time to, you know, out of my, you know, just to watch the movie. I don't know why I didn't make the time to watch this movie, because I'm, I'm kind of regretting now that I should have watched it earlier. It's a very good movie. I would say I would recommend this one. But this is actually a very entertaining movie from start to finish. I would say the only little drawn out part was just a little cop chase. Uh, where they're shooting at him and you know he's trying to get away um, but other than that you know it's just an intense thrill ride because you never know where you know John Ryder the stranger is going to pop up you know he's just kind of setting these traps and setting these pieces for him and trying to set this kid up and this kid didn't do nothing other than just pitch up pick up a hitchhiker you know all this story could have been stopped just by you know not picking up a hitchhiker he could have made it just san diego scot-free you know we could have got the money and all that nope you get arrested framed for murder you pull guns on cops you had you end up killing a dude at the end of the movie like you <laughs> all because you picked up this hitchhiker it's crazy even just watching that beginning scene alone if you're if you're not sold on the movie watch that first you know second first quarter of that movie there whenever until he gets rid of john Ryder the first time um, because that'll probably suck you in at that point, just because of how tense and, you know, I, I can't describe it enough. That moment where he picks him up until, you know, he kicks him out for that first time. It is so tense, but overall out of a 10, I would probably give this movie a seven and a half out of 10. I wouldn't say it's amazing or super great or, you know, no movie is, is a masterpiece or completely perfect. Um, but this movie kept me entertained throughout. There really wasn't too many bad parts about it to me. The only slow part was the cop chase. But Rucker Howard, man, what an underrated actor. He should have been in a lot more stuff.
he should have been a lot more stuff. But yeah, that's where I'm going to let off with this, this short little review. Make sure to like and subscribe. Make sure to check out all the content across the channel. Look out for some more previews and reviews here soon. And uh, we'll talk to everybody later.